0: back to what have you. I'm Rachel Jankovic
1: I'm Becca Markle and I just woke up <laughs> <laughs> I drove out to her house you guys hopeful, hopeful that we could do a podcast. I was met with empty silence when I got here <laughs> No I was, responses I texted, to text I was like well she must just be out running errands and stuff. I dropped something off. I left. I went back to town Yeah. Made <sighs> it Made it a little ways Turns into out,
0: my errands. It turned out that I was asleep so uh-huh. there's that uh-huh. one thing so I came back I drove back I out have, again I know I said even on the podcast because everybody told me I said it right before I ever knew I would be pregnant again you said it would be a geriatric pregnancy yeah, I remember that I have made some comments about the innocence of napping while you're pregnant like how that is a thing I would actually miss is feeling like yeah. I want to lay down like I'm tired yeah. I'm gonna lay down I just like to do a little bit of a retraction on that. Because it's true that I feel innocent if I am so tired I have to lay down. I don't feel like I may not do that. But it's also true that, man, you just get mugged with the need to take a nap in a way that you otherwise. You have more defenses at other times. Yeah. Yeah, There are other times where I'm like, no, we'll approach this differently. We'll... Like I might Drink a coffee Yeah go on yeah. a little bit of right. I've even done it where I would throw on my running shoes And go outside and run around for a minute To like make mm-hmm. your body cup. Mm-hmm. You can't do it now I think, <coughs>
1: I think I'm think in <coughs> oh, some hearty. kind of a deep cleanse Of exhaustion that I'm going mm, through right God. now Where it's, it's a lot of long held exhaustion <laughs> Is coming to the surface It's being <laughs> It's the summer of, of utter power but I um, told Rachel this, but twice, two nights in a row, I fell asleep with my contacts in so hard that there was nothing, oh, bless burning. you, there was nothing to be done about it. Like Ben was like, no, you were just, you were out, you are totally out. So I, I am, uh, I'm in that phase, but I haven't, uh-huh. I haven't napped, but I have drugged myself around feeling groggy. Yeah,
0: well, my napping is not, it's not like I'm napping all the time. I just, uh, no, I uh sometimes mean, it just, now that the kids. It hits you hard sometimes. When the kids start at school, it is, a, it is a very different rhythm of life, which is all of a sudden the house is so silent. And it's so big, and it's so silent that it is, and the reason I mentioned the bigness is simply the, what I'm trying to get around yeah. to. And it's funny. It's like you're truly really an <laughs> insufficient person to have on hand to deal with this. <laughs> and there are times where that just overtakes you. With yeah.
1: The... yeah. And today was that day. Anyway, the point is, everyone. I was simply overtooken. I get a gold star for driving out to Rachel's twice in order to attempt a podcast. So we'll see if we push through and say anything of note uh-huh. and, you know, record it. Yeah, you send can't it be out. sure we will. But no. We'll try oh, and we do what we you can. Cannot. I made it through the NSA picnic which I believe was a looming uh last time we gathered together in the car. Uh-huh. I don't think you should shut your eyes. I think that's going to be <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be a false step. Right? Are you sure, Becca. <laughs> Do you i want need to drive welcome. you to Starbucks and get you a
0: nitro. Yeah, I think maybe that might be a good idea. <laughs> welcome to the what have you monologue by
1: Becca. <laughs> um. uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think if you snuggle up now, it it's, <laughs> would well, it's, it's kind of be over. We're kind of looking into the sun.
0: It's like. It's a little, to turn I probably around? should have made myself a coffee before
1: I came out here. I just. Well, I could drive us through. Yeah, let's while do we it. Talk. Let's do, do that? that. You want to do it? Okay. Yeah. Everyone. It's our
0: only hope for success today.
1: <laughs> All right. We're not gonna, effective we're of gonna me. We're going to take you on the road while yep. we try to keep Rachel awake. Yeah. Woo. See what you can do about that, guys. See uh-huh. what
0: you can do about that. that.
1: Maybe you should roll your window up, though. So, that so we... Moses is
0: in second grade. And, uh, he has to read 10 minutes a day with yeah. somebody, has to do the yeah. reading. Uh-huh. And, uh, that's hard. It's a real, it's a job that we struggle to think of in the key moments when yeah. we should be doing sure. it. You know, yeah. because what, what, what ended up happening right when school starts is he's just like fried beyond all. And we're like time for bed because we just realized it's 9:30. by the time the way the other kids whole yeah life is going yeah by the time we're like wait you should go to bed and then it's like oh but well, I have homework and we'd be like oh, what are we doing so <laughs> I've been trying to pick him up at school have him read in the car to me while yeah, we go get smart. the other kids so smart. we just get that done But did I, now I'm all prepared. Now I have a book in the car. But the first time I thought of this, I was like, Moses, let's get your 10 minutes of reading done right now while we can do it. So he read to me and it was actually very funny. He read an invoice aloud that was in the car. Then he read the back of the owner's manual, the warning on the back of the owner's manual about the carbon monoxide poisoning and this, the, uh, things that are known to the state of california to be unhealthy yeah, yeah. and uh and a few other it was like whatever with words on it we could find yeah. in the car it was like read this i feel like i need to find a lot of other ways to make my life yeah get Straight something line, done in yeah. those times yeah and and uh
1: I'm i just sure i just how. need to to sideline apologize for the amount of sound effects that we're going to have because it's a very washboardy gravel road and I have a back of my car full of um leftover water bottles from the welcome back to what have you
0: (laughs) we're on the country roads with squeaky water bottles
1: The washboard, but I'm not doing yeah, it it's very well. That's actually really quite bad in this area right yeah, now. It's a very loud. <gasps> we'll front get there, road. guys. We'll get to the pavement, and then we'll Just try and stay on the pavement. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. Oh man. Um, See, yeah. It's well, a time.
0: It's a time in Idaho right now. It I is, think it it's is. a time of dust. Fall is always pretty intense, but it feels to me like it's a it's a cool thing to witness a whole community sort of coming of age in different ways. Like a whole community but, having to level up. Yeah. You know, yeah. like everybody having to be like yes, okay, wow, more is required of us right now. Sure. I think that that's, it's a cool thing but it's also very funny. It's like very, it seems like yes, we are all of us. Everyone seems to be in the same boat. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Uh-huh.
1: Which is good. It is. It's like time to roll up your sleeves and tackle the next level. It just, yeah, we're doing the next one now. It's the way God seems to want it,
0: you know? Mm -hmm. But it's cool because there have been these moments, like um, mom talked at Grace Agenda and we often get questions from people who write about this or whatever because we talk about being people who are in Christian community. You know, like we're clearly all around, surrounded by Christians. And people will ask, kind of, what
1: about those of us who are Okay, now, I did answer a question about this yesterday. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I think I did, because yeah. that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that is sort of like, well, what about the first generation, and what about the ones who, like, there's not a built-in community, and it's not um, a given that everybody's on the same page, theologically. Well, and I will say, that's never a given. That's... That's, yeah. That's just never going to happen outside of heaven, I don't think. But anyway, the um, good news, we made it to the pavement. Is this where we can... Yeah. Now we're going to be like stealthy ninjas <laughs> with the sound effect. So the thing is, um, Mom did give a really good talk at Grace Agenda. So was, I don't know if they are posted yet, but as soon as they are, she just kind of told stories about what it was like for them because there was not a built-in... No, and,
0: and also the funniness of the, them not thinking they were doing that. No. They weren't trying no. to do that.
1: So she was just reflecting on their journey of going from a very 70s Jesus people, church in the park kind of a thing to um, actually now we have this big thriving thing going on. And just, you know, how it happened. So, she was just telling stories. But you were you were giving a talk on imagination. And I was giving a talk on the objectivity of beauty. And I feel like if you put these two together, this is what I was thinking about the other day. And I don't think we talked about this. I remember feeling like I need to talk to Rachel about this. I don't remember. We about it. So, I was talking to Ben about it. And it was like, when you look around the culture and we've got a huge amount of technical ability on how to, how to build everything, you know, like infrastructure is amazing. Our technology is amazing. And yet we are consistently churning out the ugliest stuff, like just ugly. And he was like, I wonder if this is a result of the separation of the disciplines where it used to be, um, like now, if you only learn, the math of engineering but you don't have to study philosophy and you don't have to study Mm -hmm. you don't have to talk about beauty you don't have to learn about history you don't have to like any of those things all you do is you learn how to make a bridge stand up I wonder if this is partly why everything is so ugly now you know where it's just we Mm -hmm. seem to have lost our ability and it's the imagination part that I feel like you were talking about of of as a culture or as women Mm -hmm. just as a people we have separated things into this weird little bento box where if you're a philosopher you're going to go sit over there and you're going to think about things that never have any application at all if you're an engineer you're going to do stuff that actually matters and you're going to build stuff in the world and we don't think of it as like an integrated whole anymore and i feel like the same thing can be true for women in our calling right where it's like you have to have the imagination and the vision that connects you to things like philosophy and history and and right. something much bigger and then you're going to get practical with it because at some point you have to get practical you have to right. like decide what it is well, you're I'm going sure to it's be connected
0: but i know it's connected in in um, so say you are in philosophy if you, you're like I'm a philosopher you know I'm a person who likes to think about the nature of wisdom and life and all of these things and then somebody you can't have a self expressed interest in wisdom understanding the world under you know whatever and then have someone point out an example in nature and have you be like I'm not into botany at all. I won't think about that mm-hmm. because you're actually claiming an interest in the biggest issues okay. and it, and you can't not be interested in other things and I think okay. it's, you're right that people have so categorized things that someone very that narrow. someone could be like, "I'm really into babies, but I hate having to cook or, yeah. or and you're like, but there but babies and people <laughs> are so connected mm-hmm. to food like these things are not other topics yeah. there yeah. and I think especially when you say like the Christian understanding of life is what if you're trying to live like a Christian then you actually are there's some element where you're you're actually required you're actually required to care about a lot of things that you mm-hmm. that or mm-hmm. at least to acknowledge that you should yeah, right. Like the, about a lot of things that you might otherwise be like, no, I'm not like. Because oftentimes I think we think of one person who's an example to us, and you're like, I'm not like that. Like, you know what I mean? If you say, do you like to decorate your home? One would it be like, think of immediately of a person who has eight bins of. There's that was Blair. We just drove by Blair with her PE class. <laughs> Someone who has. Uh, eight bins of their fake pumpkins in yeah. the garage or something. And you're like, no, that's not me. I don't do that. I'm yeah. not into that. Instead of thinking I have to be in some way. Right.
1: In well, some way I have this. to, I have
0: to know what my position is on this and what I believe in, what I'm trying to do.
1: And I do think, so I think that sidelining, uh, liberal arts, which is what, America has done over the last sort of century Ben was giving a talk on this this weekend which is interesting he was talking about when the land grant universities first became a thing it's like you've got this exploding nation um, that needs to have infrastructure like we need roads and cities and you know stuff and so they do the land grant universities and it was um, they were there to promote what they called the useful arts And Uh that is sort of like, by definition, not those useless arts, which were the ones that we used to do. You know, like, the liberal arts became sort of, by, sort of de facto, the useless arts. And it's quite interesting that when you, when you prioritize something that is only practical, and you refuse to think about how beauty might, you know affect this Mm -hmm. it's not surprising that then we have just made these really ugly soulless you know cities all Um, right really quick we're about to get a coffee what do you want pause it for a second okay we'll Um, pause it we'll see if we have the technology guys to pause and resume all right we're back Back Becca's taking her life in her hands by getting a nitro i'm i am so tough I can't even believe I can just withstand the nitro um
0: I would be really afraid to know what would happen to me if I had a nitro right now but this is a real come down in the world for me who never used to be affected by caffeine at all so there's that um what we were saying it reminded me of a quote that I saw that was shared by like Oh, it was some guy who said it somewhere, and then it was shared by, like, the homeschool conventions. Okay. But it did actually make me laugh. And But it was part of the funniness of it is that it's just sort of a moderate joke. Okay. But, boy, does nobody take it as a joke, even on a homeschool it was like the homeschool convention that shared it that got the blowback of a thousand years (laughs) on it but it's a perfectly accurate it's like a funny observation you know he said feminists in 2022 I don't want kids I won't cook I won't clean where are all the good men and then it was like sorry the good men are at their homes with their wives (laughs) who will cook and clean and have children (laughs) <laughs> the good men are busy
1: yeah.
0: having a life with someone who's willing yeah. to build a life with them, like right. that. There is, and obviously, I'm not standing by this as like a uh, graph of where the good men actually all are uh-huh. or something. I mean, uh-huh. I think that there's. It's just a random cultural observation yeah. that women are like. We would like to be done with all of the traditional trappings of womanhood, but we all would still really like to see the traditional trappings of manhood out and about, <laughs> which would be a man who wanted yeah. to lay down his life for a woman. You know, like, yeah. where is the man who yeah. wants
1: to love me and care for me? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I just feel like there's so much scope for women to build something beautiful In their homes, and you're not gonna run out of ideas. Like, I don't care how much money you actually have. Like, you might think, Well, I don't have you know, I just bought everything. Guys, I can,
0: one thing you can do that's beautiful is just throw one of your decorative pumpkins out (laughs) one year and up
1: (laughs) and up will come more. (laughs) No, but you know how you could feel like, Oh, but I've bought everything, I hired the decorator, I've got like. You know, I, I don't care how streamlined your life is in terms of you've already done all that. There is so much more space to build and get better and build something more beautiful. And, you know, like, and I feel like that is part of the, the reason why you can't think about it just simply as only practical. Like I've got my systems, it all works is just going to stay like this because I've sorted it out. It's like you have to think about it in terms of vision and creativity and calling and mission and hospitality and what has God asked you to do with this thing and how can you turn a profit on it and what else can you learn? And, you know, like there's Uh just so much there, but you'd have to be willing to get a little more abstract, I think, than just simply keeping it practical and
0: you everything. I
1: figured it out. It's everything, all... everything is a Tupperware under the bed bin.
0: Yeah. Although, yeah. Like I'm, I do feel like there's obviously there's a beauty to practicality, and sometimes the beauty to it is that it's that it's actually feasible. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where I think of this because because I am getting ready. We are having in our, we're having a patio, like the stairs and a patio port at our house for Mm -hmm. out, for outdoor stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of landscaping question marks. Sure. Well, one of the things is it's not the same thing as picking what do I think is the most beautiful in the whole world, but also
1: what could we possibly maintain you know what I mean? But like, that's what I mean about creativity and imagination. Like Yeah, I'm because, trying to come up with thread that needle. Yeah, because the thing is, is if you simply said I that is of no consideration, I only am gonna do what's practical, you will end up with something ugly. You're not going to accidentally create um, you know, a cathedral when you were only meaning practicality. <laughs> <laughs> like no, you, you actually have to be thinking in terms of like yes, there's all this. There's all the constraints. Practicality is always important. You have your budget. You have the size of the house. Right. You have you have the land that you have. You have the climate that you have. You have the neighbors that you have. You know whatever it is. There's all these constraints that are intensely practical. Mm-hmm. But then there's you need the vision and the imagination to think given those constraints, what what am I gonna do with this? Which is exactly what you've done with your patio and your stairs and oh, yeah. your, the I whole just, thing that you've I just to meant as we
0: look towards what's next. I'm just saying having a Having a sense of reality of your own ability to do something is also important. I think what I was trying to say is we would never say practicality is not a friend of someone who's trying no, to be imaginative. No, no, no. It's, it's a huge component of it's, it. It's just that But I think if they're not friends, it gets weird.
1: Yeah. and I, I think all it means is, um, I think especially when someone is very practical, they see that as a virtue above everything else, kind of. You know, like, well, I'm just a really practical person. And that's why I put plastic slipcovers cover, slip over everything in my house. Because mm. I'm just really practical that way. You it's know been what a I mean? long like, time
0: since I've encountered that. But I did encounter it once.
1: I did encounter it
0: more lately. But I can't remember where. The, the whole, like, because
1: I bought this beautiful tablecloth. I also bought a sheet of clear vinyl yeah. to put on top of right. it. Yeah. I just... I think I think what I'm saying is... is if you take practicality in isolation... You're going to make something that's actually stunted. Right. But if you obviously consider all of the practicality... But you're willing to think about art... And think about beauty... And think about philosophy... And think about history... And think about calling... And think about all of those things... I think you will... Discovered that that has immensely practical applications. in beauty. want to say though in one of the things,
0: I think one of the reasons that people dropped the liberal arts by the wayside and I like when we talk like this what I would want to say to someone for whom this is foreign to think about okay. thinking about it is just to not uh, to not be Overwhelmed by saying like, oh yes, your average housewife needs to sit down and think about philosophy because you might be like, I don't want to read philosophers and that's right, not that what right, we're right. talking about. What no. we're talking about is the willingness to try to live our church's, um, uh, what is it even? Our, um, like the byline? Slogan? slogan is all of Christ for all of life. Yeah. And that is... What we're talking about, because we're saying it's not your life actually already includes philosophy. Um, It includes all of this. Absolutely. The the question is: Are we trying to take every area of our life captive to Christ, and are we trying to think, does this honor Him? Or what I'm assuming Uh about this Uh is this accurate with what? Okay. um,
1: Well, I was I was telling does this fit
0: with what Scripture says God is
1: like? I do think that the left does a far better job on average of pushing their worldview into the corners. Um, And we need to get better at that because, you know, there's this little gardening podcast that I listen to that's British. You cannot believe the levels of guilt that they can stuff into every cranny of their life because it's like we can no longer use wire in Christmas wreaths, because that would be to be very reckless with the environment. So now we only use cotton twine that can be, you know, it can just be biodegradable mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then, of course, I of course I compost the remnants of the wreath, and I use a wire base. But of course, I save that from year to year, so that is never wasted. I put it in the attic, <laughs> and uh, but I mean, it's like. The guilt knows no bounds. It's it's just crazy. You can't use peat because of all things, peat is the most evil. You know because peat stands for I'm the greatest of the universe. Oh uh, yeah, i was like
0: I'm interested in why
1: peat is no, the real it's, problem. it's just like if you use it would be a, like us using coal. It's like is a, that a what I'm... seed starting mix that includes peat. You might as well have burned down a rainforest. It's just it's very. Um, very laden with guilt but the whole thing is they have this notion that the that humans are a blight on the earth and we have to do our best Mm -hmm. to not leave a footprint and and then they push that out to their christmas wreaths and all i'm saying is that if the left can do that with their notion of reality and they can get it to apply to a christmas wreath well, by golly, we should be able to do the same.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the truth? you like the that, uh-huh. but and that's a good example of how it actually. Much of the things we're talking about, like much of the philosophical questions, actually is very practical.
1: It's actually yeah. very like, yeah. oh, but what does that oh. mean about this? Oh, I know you know, they were like worrying about glittering Christmas decorations because. It perhaps could get into the water supply. I mean, that just just uh, it's re- it would be such a stressful way to live because they're trying to earn their salvation when they don't actually believe in salvation, and the whole thing would be very stressful. Mm-hmm. However, um, I'm just saying they take what they believe and they get it down into the crannies everywhere. Yeah. And so we just need to get good at doing that same thing where we can see how does my belief in Christ and his overseeing of this world and his creation and our duty as you know humans created to take dominion what right. does that mean for my little yard or what does that mean for my little brood of kids? And actually just in every area and you have to be realistic here's the thing you don't, no
0: human has the bandwidth to go deep in every area at the no. same time of their life. Like, there's no, you have to kind of wade in and be like, here's what's right in front of me. Yeah. Let me think through this. You know, like, let me think through this thing. Uh-huh. Let me, you know, like, move on to the, like, I can think of different times where I learned in different fields that I'm not still currently very active in. But like, I worked on something in that and then you moved on and you worked mm-hmm. on a different thing. Mm-hmm. Because you really don't have the bandwidth or the time. Like there was a phase where... <laughs>
1: you sort of like, that's what heaven will be for, hopefully. Yes,
0: I was like, that's, there was sort of a phase where like kids books and kids lit was a real priority in my life. Yeah. And I was working on that way more than like it was on my yeah. mind and every time i'd stop at the goodwill that's what i was looking for you know i was just very whatever but i'm not really doing that right now because we kind of got to where there's a ton of books in the house and i feel yeah. okay about that yeah. now and then you i you know i did it with knitting where i was really pushing myself to learn more to know that i could yeah like learn how to do this that i could do different things and i'm not i'm not still constantly trying to challenge myself with knitting Issues, yeah. yeah, and I've done it with different kinds of cooking and baking, and uh-huh. d- you know like there's been a lot of steps, but it's it's over twenty years or more yeah. than twenty years that yeah I've dawdled in each different area, uh-huh. but you know what's funny is like uh, I was talking to Jemima about the um about the u version because she very. Oh hold on
1: I have to pause this. <laughs> she's back. I'm back. You were just saying you were talking to Jemima about U version.
0: Oh yeah, and there she's add adds the Bible reading challenge to U version. Which we can all just take a moment and say hey, Bible reading challenge is about to start. September fifth, another is.
1: Autumn of the Patriarchs we're getting warmed up to have that I, again i'm excited because i bought. i i since i'm not teaching anymore i was i've been saying this for years i'm like i'm gonna buy a great big blank book that i'm going to take notes in <laughs> i did. I, I have my blank Whoa. book. i am ready well i'm already thinking of things that we need to plug because i we just really hard zoomed off topic but I just have to say this. I started reading Genesis this morning because I'm done with the other plan. So I just was like, I'll just get a jump on this one. And um, the creation accounts between Genesis 1 and 2. My husband did a really excellent sermon that I feel like people should listen to. If you're curious about the like apparent discrepancies in the creation accounts. And it actually, if you don't look at them as discrepancies but you actually just try to figure out what it's saying. There is so much profound stuff going on in there and it's really cool. Anyway, I mm-hmm. there there is that. Okay. What I was gonna say is
0: that uh Jemima while entering while entering the plan into you version was like oh, I'm just coming away with that I don't agree with the app developers
1: oh yeah philosophy of
0: Bible reading like it but I'm saying because We work to work with them. And every app is... You know, different apps are very different. So, their goals are different. But the point being, she's doing something practical. And at the same time thinking, there's a philosophy behind this. And I don't agree with it. Like, what is this saying about Bible reading? And how is it... You know, like... And do I agree? And then coming around to the perspective that I have on it, which she, I mean, we were just chatting about it, but which was like basically that it's probably a net plus that they're they are talking about people reading the Bible. But when you're entering a plan, it does not automatically let you do anything more than one chapter or something. Yeah. So there, it's like it is a Bible reading program that basically, practically speaking, limits
1: you to choosing one yeah. chapter. Like she one can chapter go in a day. and she can easily with one click select all the verses in a chapter for that day's reading, but she cannot select chapters one through three in a book. Yeah, only she in has verses. To, yeah, the she
0: installments can, of the Bible reading are in is yeah. in verses. So
1: she had to go and click each chapter. Individually Which for every single day Which is a real pain day. when you're
0: doing our Bible reading challenge It's yeah, like it's seven chapters. chapters a day Or something, six to seven So actually and Jemima gets the gold star She start. does, she does But the but the point is, that I was trying to make Is that like, that's how it is Sometimes, right? Like where yeah. you might get a I don't know Like there are some times that I'm just like I don't agree with this philosophy of I don't know, Snuggies what do you think of that? Or what do you think of a, you know what I mean? Like whatever, a kitchen product or an idea or a decorative, uh, trend, you know, where people are like, this Mm -hmm, is the, mm -hmm. this is the big trend where you'd be Mm -hmm. like, I don't think I agree with that. Like, I don't think, I know we've talked about it a lot in the past, like, yeah. Minimalism. What is it actually saying about what the home is
1: yeah, and not all minimalism, and, but definitely some minimalism, you
0: know? Right, or like, what is, you know, where you see some, because uh, I know we've spent time talking about this, like, country living years ago now took kind of a hard turn uh, towards being far more featuring the palaces of gay men in the countries. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Actually, you but, know what, ben, ben was talking about that before our... Um, before grace agenda and I was talking a lot about beauty, objectivity of beauty. You know, it's not a simple subject. No, it's, yeah. it's huge. And it's like, you can say there's such a thing as objective beauty without saying there's only one and it's easy to discern, you know, like uh-huh. it's, it's a complicated subject, but at the same time there are answers to it and stuff. Anyhow, he said, yeah, you know, it's interesting is the only people who are allowed to, to make big definite announcements about what is and is not beautiful is homosexual men. Like, yeah. they're allowed. We give them a pass. They can say oh, that's awful. Mm-hmm. But nobody else is allowed to say that. If you, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. there is a weird... Um, right, but they
0: <laughs> there was a time when, it, when country living actually switched to yeah. mostly featuring... But I think it was actually culturally a time when what happened was the people who were mostly excelling at these things or working hard to do interesting, beautiful statement things were gay men. Well so okay who I was have... who was buying the old historic manners to make them something special at that time it you know
1: I I will say this is probably the wrong time for me to crack out this as an observation, but I have wondered in my heart about this. There's the there's the ultra campy, flamboyant, garish, gay thing. And that is just it's obvious they're doing something, they're doing it on purpose. It's a great example of how your philosophy comes out in yeah. detail. But there are other places where I feel a little conflicted about it because I was showing Ben this and I was like, "Why is it I showed him like, okay, here's a room decorated by a gay guy. Here's a room decorated by a gay guy. Here's a room decorated by a woman. And I don't like the woman's. And, and I was like, what is it about this? That is, and he said, well, yeah, it's because there's, there's an element of masculinity in this other thing. Like it's weirdly kind of perverted because it's a gay man doing it, but there's something it's like. It's like not having salt in a recipe or something when you get a woman who decorates everything is just mm. Sherberty pink. And it's kind of like I, I don't know. Like it was a really interesting because I was it I can't remember, it was different decorators that I was I was looking at a bunch of their work and, and it was like, no, there's there's something weird and missing mm-hmm. when it's a woman doing only simply feminine you know what I mean? Hmm. I'd have to show you what I was talking about. I think it's
0: probably because gay men are actively assuming sort of both genders in what they're doing.
1: And it's terrible when they do it well. Yeah. Like, There's something really kind of terrifying that they're doing it well. But yeah. but there are um, women who aren't thinking at all about Anything masculine or a masculine presence in this room at all and mm-hmm. and it it is weird how it it comes off as as um more superficial or empty or something i don't know um, but again i'm not talking about the the ultra garish thing. It was just, I'll have to show you the pictures I'm talking about because now I think we've gone and confused everything and muddied the waters. Yeah. I think the thing that I was trying to
0: say all the way back at the beginning when I was talking about us having different times where different things were the emphasis Uh is to not be, if you are in a place where like you're starting from scratch to try to build any Mm -hmm. kind of Christian community or anything Mm -hmm. that don't be discouraged by the scope recognize that the scope it's more like wasn't it MacArthur was it MacArthur that said the enemy is behind us and oh, there in- not John no. MacArthur but Oh sorry, no. <laughs> um general. Okay. General not John
1: I thought it was Chesty Puller, but who knows who knows. It might have been. like but it's
0: the one about the enemy being everywhere they can't get away from us now. Yeah. And that is how it should be is like it's not like how discouraging That everywhere I look, you could dig deeper and mine a bunch of beautiful truths. It's like, well, that's not a bummer. Yeah. That's one of the good things that we have. That, Like, what a blessing that whatever it is you decide to do. Yeah. There is... And I would just say, and the big encouragement is to specifically try to do it as a Christian. Don't try to buy a ready-made philosophy of something. Because, like, for instance... Becca was talking about the how the liberals are better at doing this. Pretty much all the ready-made philosophies in every area of life are liberal. So, absolutely. If you're go- if you're like, help me get a good righteous approach to house cleaning. Well, there's a lot of options there for you to get into chemical free, mm-hmm. don't hurt anything. Pant- like there's mm-hmm. everyone's prepackaging that. If you're like, I want to get into. I want to imagine a healthy philosophy of how to dress my children. Well, there's philosophies of gender neutral, uh, Mm -hmm. or, you know, insignia free cottons of like Mm -hmm. things that it's Mm -hmm. all, but it's not a Christian. Recycled pop bottles made into Yes. We're making everything out of something that won't kill a seagull now and (laughs) whatever it is and that anything that you can just ready made adopt a philosophy. It is almost certainly not a Christian one. So Yeah. yeah. Even like health.
1: Okay, here's go into the thing. health here's and you ask thing. yourself, Yes. You know how what speaking of health, the minute anybody gets involved in a health journey of any kind, what is the first thing? that they tell you to do is you read every label. You turn that around and you look at all those terrible (laughs) names. Those terrible names of things that you can't pronounce that you should never put in your body.
0: Whenever that decision was first made that pronunciation is a key to what can be in
1: your body is hilarious (laughs) to me. But what I'm saying is metaphorically that's what we need to be doing with everything. Turn that sucker around and see what is on the label, because it quite often is a terrible postmodern Darwinian evil yeah. shazam. And don't
0: take it as a burden of like, like, oh, and now I have to do this too. No. Take it as a gift that, like, everywhere we look, we can be learning more about, yeah, about God. And don't think that there's any reason to be like. Oh, because I haven't arrived in all of these areas yet. I'm not doing a good job. It's like, no, just don't be so no. fascinated with but yourself. Before just you adopt
1: a whole new beauty makeover look, turn the thing over and look, read the label. Before you adopt a major lifestyle of fitness, turn it over and look at the label. You know, like mm-hmm. don't do it without being aware of what you are adopting because there always is something. Mm-hmm. I mean
0: and they're often very inviting because they're all about the thrill of discovery and coming into coming into a knowledge of something like the mm-hmm. way the world markets it is a hundred percent like yeah. let me loop you in on the inner truths. Yeah, I finally let found me it. Let you it's the join one club thing that, that doctors won't
1: tell you. It's oh, the one... doctors and their group secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, everything is about the inner knowledge. It right. is about coming into the, finally, I've found the answer. Finally, all my problems this evaporated. Will, yeah,
0: this, with this one simple way of going about my life, with this one app, with this one way, there's, they've been, I don't know why. Why? The algorithms think that I might struggle with procrastination or something. But (laughs) I sometimes get these ads for like... It's like life-changing insights about what makes you... You know, how
1: to basically... Gosh, I know. Do this
0: quick thing and you'll find the path to perfect peace. Well,
1: yesterday I was simply trying to find out how much it would cost to ship a parcel. And I looked at the UPS website and... And there, on the UPS website, there is a a quick thing I could click on about a man who learned to be true to his authentic self. And you're like, (laughs) you're like, you know what? Though, I just want to ship a parcel. That's it. I know. I I don't. I didn't need to find out how he came into his greater knowledge of truth to his authentic (laughs) self. (laughs) But it's what I'm saying is it's everywhere. And but the
0: point is, is that's a corruption of the truth that is everywhere. But in every subject there's actually there's actually deeper levels to go to.
1: And if you can ship a parcel while being true to your authentic self, you could also ship a parcel while being obedient to Christ. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. It's an amazing
0: thing. All right, we should close up shop here. Do you have any
1: big tips for people? Just that sermon that people should listen to when they start genesis just that okay um, they should also start the bible reading challenge that's a tip absolutely that's a tip tip and a half i'll see if i can find the link to the sermon because it actually is really an interesting oops i don't know she's getting calls yep so yeah. probably we should
0: sorry until next time <laughs> hello